Centrelight looks at the potential of the church and looks at issues of faith and life in the 21st century. So, coming up on today's show, we have a, a musical theme to Funny Thing. We do. Uh, you may spew forth your thoughts as we look at spiritual caffeine. Yeah, and a little bit of uh, good deeds for Ideas for Church. Indeed. And release the inner hypocrite in you as we look at this episode's discussion. So, John, what's happening? Well, Matt, uh, I was on a holiday recently, went to Spain. Uh, and although the holiday was fantastic, I want to talk about the book that I read okay. whilst on holiday. Okay, uh, Tony Hawk's yeah. Round Island with a Fridge. Oh, good uh, book, good book. Uh, yes, very, very funny. I had read it before, but lost it and had to buy it again. Hilarious. Basically, he tries and hitchhikes around the circumference of Ireland with a fridge. The fridge ends up doing funny things like surfboarding. It's a well-trained fridge. It is a well-trained <laughs> fridge. But another book that he also wrote is called Playing the Moldovans at Tennis, oh, yeah, uh, where him and a friend end up uh, are watching England play Moldova at football, and then... He says that I reckon I could beat each one of that Moldovan football team at tennis. So he then embarks on a yeah. trip back to Moldova to hunt down each one of the team to beat them at tennis. What's uh, your favourite bit? In that in that book, uh, there's a bit where he, he's heard about this gypsy king called Arthur. Uh, so what he does is he takes him a flat pack round table. <laughs> it's very funny, actually, but it's also got some really good... Um, insights into the country and the social yeah. structure and stuff like that. Yeah, it's not to be, uh, his website's really funny as well. I've not he, checked his website Because uh, there's a skateboarder, Tony Hawk. Indeed there is. Uh, who, uh, just a brief lesson here, he's the first person to do a 900. Indeed. <laughs> Get on YouTube. Uh, of course, you were the second person to do it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, he was the first to claim credit. Uh, you know, okay. So yeah, um, but yeah, so in Tony Hawk's, the comedian's website, he gets yeah. lots of emails from people saying... Uh, oh, right. thinking he's Tony Hawk the skateboarder <laughs> so he started um, just replying to them as if he is Tony Hawk <laughs> with some funny stuff so it's like one of the one of the ones I just remember was when he was saying uh, somebody emailed him asking him for some um, some, tips. some tips on tricks <laughs> and yeah uh, so he replies back to him saying yeah if you if you want some tips on tricks um, keep the six of spades up, hidden up your sleeve <laughs> stuff like that check out Tony Hawk's and if you like skateboarding check out Tony Hawk yeah uh, what's happening with you Matt? Me, uh, not much. Just um, I've moved house again, so that was a bit of a hassle. Since we're in a different Centrelite HQ now. Indeed, we are. I don't know if you can tell from the acoustics. Yeah, yeah. Some are. geek out there can. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got that. But um, and obviously just back from <laughs> doing uh, Centrelite Live. Hooray for Centrelite Live! Yeah. yeah, it went really well. That was cool. So that was really, really uh, exciting for us. Anyway, yeah, we it enjoyed it. Um, people looked as though they were having fun and engaging with stuff. So. Um, That'd be cool, and we're going to have another one pretty soon. Dates to follow. Indeed. And all that, so yeah. Watch this space. So now it's time for quick question. Will we be able to answer the question before the music stops? The question this week, Matt, is what is a Christian's greatest fear? Ooh, what is a Christian's greatest fear? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, well, it's not going to be something obvious like spiders, is it? Or I don't know. Or I'm really scared of spiders. Are you? Yeah, but I pretend not to be for the wife, of course. What, just every kind of spider, or like the one that's up in the wall over there? Are you kind of scared Shut of? Shut up! <laughs> I'm, I'm not it's looking. I'm not looking. Yeah. Um, anyway, so question. Yeah. Uh, well, I, th- I don't think it is going to be something like um, spiders or something like that as a greatest fear, because as a Christian in general, uh-huh. it's got to be something big like um, uh, what if heaven's really cold, or um, uh, something like that. Take a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> Or what, what if, what if uh, I don't get past the interview? 
Yeah. Geeks. What if I'm not actually, I'm a Christian? Yeah, it's got to be something deeper, like, you know, like, yeah, what, what, what if my, um, there was a misprint in the Bible that I have? Yeah. And uh, I believed something all these years have, and it's wrong. Have our kind of, has our recent culturally relevant attempts of Christianity actually made it not Christianity? And do we actually not believe <laughs> in what we were meant to be believing? I'll just put that out there. Yeah, that's a lighthearted yeah, that's, for everyone. That's a lighthearted one, yeah. Um, so we're just going to stop centre light now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we've had fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so, yeah, I, th- no, I think it has to be something like that, like, what what don't you believe, or what, you know, is there something that you get wrong that you're meant to believe that you don't believe, or is there something that... Yeah. Would it be something to do with getting into heaven, or would it be something to do with the way that you're interacting with people on earth? Maybe not having a big enough impact on yeah, people yeah, yeah. that you, you see around you? Yeah, like, you can, yeah, you're afraid that you're not serving God enough, Yeah. or doing enough for... Yeah, I don't know. But then it could be um, something like, oh, I think the music stopped. Ah, uh, no! Question uh, answered? Question not answered. And now it's time for the discussion. Uh, in this episode, we're going to have a look at hypocrisy. Uh, do we do what we say we do, etc, etc. Have you got any thoughts, Matt? The first thing that comes to mind is just how hypocritical I am. I think yeah, I you notice, really are. Yeah, 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 I'm bad. No, I think I talk a good game. So, like for example, I'm a big fan of prayer. I really do believe strongly in prayer. I think it's a really important thing for us to do. But then you realise actually that I don't make time for prayer now as mm. much as I used to. And I used to remember talking. I used to remember when I I didn't work as much as I do now. And my friends would work full time, and then they would say, "Oh, but it's hard to find time for prayer." And I'd be like, "Oh no, you just prioritise. You yeah. make time." And I would be. Uh, wouldn't say I would be judging them, but it was a thought that, you know, yeah, yeah, if I was in your boat, I would find time. And then now that I'm working more, I discover actually it's becoming not a priority for me, which is crazy to say. But instantly, if someone was to ask me tomorrow, yeah. even though with that knowledge of how much I'm struggling to find time to pray just now, I'd still be like, yeah, well, you know, you need to give up other things and make time to pray. I would definitely still You'd be emphasizing prayer. Yeah. I completely agree. Even the other day there, I was. I can't remember. What, I can't honestly remember now what the situation was. I think I was just on the computer, and I had like ten, twenty minutes before I needed to do something. I thought, you know what, I could pray here. And then, so I started to focus my mind, and I was just all over the place. Yeah. Honestly, I was so distracted, I just couldn't focus. Uh, I just gave up. So I think if you get out of the habit of doing something, yeah. it takes a little bit of time. You so. really have to persevere to get back in it. Yeah. But again, from a from the discussion point of view, I wouldn't stop telling people to pray just because I'm not. Yeah, because I think hypocrisy is always seen as a neg, but it's seen as like a judgmental thing, like a, a purposeful thing almost. Yeah. Um, but actually, there's a, there is a line where we must admit as Christians that actually we can't follow the things that we say because our, when we kind of maybe teach people or try and share knowledge with people, mm-hmm. actually what we're, I guess what we're doing is quoting Jesus and his teachings. Yeah. It's not that we're saying that we can achieve it. And yeah. I think that's something that we need to be aware of, is like, you shouldn't not share a teaching because you can't achieve it yeah. or atta- you know, reach that standard. I agree with that. I don't think that you should put yourself down or start to feel these big barriers mm-hmm. in front of you because you're not doing what you know, you're saying that you should be doing. Yeah, because I think there's a danger that you water down the Gospels because you can't attain something. Yeah. So you'd know, oh, well, maybe, maybe we won't talk so much about that. 
win yeah. there because uh, I'm struggling with her, you know, and you end up with this very nice, easy to achieve, be nice to one person each day gospel kind of yeah. thing. I like the the idea of that kind of learning kind of model, which I'll explain a little bit just now. It's like me volunteering with Christian Aid. You know, I'm learning these new things mm. about the issues, development issues, and, and the kind of lifestyle that I should be leading and that others should be leading in order mm. to make a difference uh, and the kind of issues of campaigning and stuff like that. But there's going to be things that I'm not doing right. You know, yeah. there's things that I'm, the way that I'm living is, is not helping. But I'm not going to feel too bad about that because I'm happy to tell others to make a change mm. as long as I've got an attitude of wanting to change as well. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I, I think, think it's all in your attitude, you know, the way that you view things. Rather than thinking you're this big, powerful person who can just tell people what to do without yeah. actually needing to do it yourself. But then the attitude of, try this, try that out. I haven't perfected it myself, but I'm trying. Yeah, you know? I think that trying is quite an important thing. I think that, yeah, like we said, it's good to understand that you're not going to achieve everything that you, you know that you're trying to teach. You know, even maybe looking at ethical living, it's, there are times when everyone messes up, or, you know, but I think you have to have that attitude that that you're not using that as an excuse and that you are every day trying to attain, you know, to live by the teachings of, of Jesus. Because, I mean, everyone has, well, I presume everyone, I know that I do, have. I'm aware of my failings, so I'm always trying to work on them. I think that's the attitude to have is like, well, I'll, every day I'm going to try not to do the same thing again. Yeah, it's not to be defeated by them, but it's to be learning from them. Yeah. Obviously, Jesus talks to the Pharisees about them being hypocrites mm. and I think that however is the kind of power power trip attitude yeah. that they take rather than the yeah that, that I think that's an attitude I think that was a, that is one of the examples of hypocrisy as a as a big bad big bad issue you know like that was a kind of judgment within that was judgment by someone who was in a position to judge I personally don't have a problem with being a hypocrite in that kind of trying learning mm. why don't we journey together and try this and I think as a church, and not just as a church, but also personally, if you're actually going to move on and become more Christ-like, as it were, to move closer to being more in tune with God, you're going to have to fail Yeah. at some point. You're going to have yeah. to, to struggle doing the things that you've told others to do. But we shouldn't be disheartened. We should pick ourselves up, as it were, and mm. keep trying. I think it's something that communication about this issue is quite key. Because I think from the outside, you know, if you've got someone coming into a church group or um, someone who isn't a Christian and they're looking at your life, it kind of comes back to this issue of um, the perception, I guess. Um, so it's like people, you know, I've heard it before from people saying, oh, why would I go to church? That's for people who have got their life sorted out. That's yeah. for people who understand everything and, and are not there yet. Where it's kind of more like the, the idea that, no, well, if, if you make yourself vulnerable to other people and show them your weaknesses and your flaws, they'll go, oh, actually, this churches filled with people who are just yeah. like me trying to work things out I don't know where that image well I don't know why that image of misfits isn't more out there because it should be you know we've all made ourselves vulnerable to God at one point so you know why aren't we being vulnerable to each other yeah it's, I think I think it, I think people within churches probably perpetuate the myth a lot I think with everything I think even because it can sometimes be like a business because mm -hmm. you've got all the committees yeah. with different churches and this and this and this needs sorting out. So actually, you completely lose that let's look at our faith and how it's developing yeah. on in an informal scale. You know, you get the Sunday morning service where the sermon you know, challenges you about your life. But outside of that service, you don't get any informal time to 
talk with people mm. about maybe how you're struggling. The discussion outside of the service becomes about um, a coffee morning that's happening or a meeting that needs organised. So everyone then has got their business kind of yeah, face on. Yeah, yeah, and it's all about this, 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 and this, and this. And then that image gets put out to the... No, I think that's a possible change. Yeah. yeah. I think um, thinking about kind of looking at some, some Bible verses, um, uh, which wacky idea. <laughs> crazy. Um, crazy. The, the one that maybe stands out, Jeremiah 12, where he's talking about... Um, Kind of like the cold context, I guess, is looking at people who have maybe rejected God or kind of living in ways that are not the same as God's. Okay. Um, and it just one of the things that jumps out is that idea that you're always on their lips but far from their hearts, which is, again, I guess is an area of hypocrisy to, to look at, this idea. Because we've mm, kind of talked yeah. about hypocrisy based around the idea of good meaning people. You know, like we, yeah. I would go out and I would tell people certain things about the Bible or certain things about yeah. why I try and live the way I live probably with you know with pure heart I, as pure a heart as a human can have in that sense um, but just like you know God's on my lips all the time I would talk about things and I would say things but maybe deep down I'm not serving him as well as I could uh-huh. um, but I think you know in Jeremiah here I think kind of contrasts the idea that actually God isn't even in the hearts at all that there's not an intention of the people that he's speaking about there to do yeah. godly things it's totally it's almost like a ceremonial thing or using God as a, a commodity or something, you know. And I think we need to be aware of that. I think we need to watch in the world where people... Because I think a lot of what we talk about is based around how people... It's about empowering people and going out and making a difference. But actually, it's a, it's a good point to make this... You know, there'll be people listening who are vulnerable themselves. And so one of the things when we're listening to preaching or we're kind of like maybe reading... What, one of the million Christian books that are out there is, yeah. is, you know, discernment is this idea that there will be many people who will write these books or do these sermons yeah. not from a place of godliness but from a place of using God as yeah. a tool. Yeah. And I think that's something we have to be aware of, maybe discerning whether that's happening to us, yeah. being manipulated or... When does our learning, you know, if we're telling people to do something or when does that stop becoming us having a good attitude to actually being about the power trip yeah. I think um, you know we have a good idea but we don't do it but we tell others and it was, you know that's the whole idea with the book thing you, and then you kind of you ride on that wave of that good idea but actually you've then never actually put that into practice mm-hmm. even though maybe at first when you first had it you thought oh what a great idea I've got to try this yeah. but then you actually never get around to doing it because you're too busy trying to promote it to other people yeah. and promote the concept exactly yeah 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 that actually ties in quite well with something i've just been doing at work um one of the things i was trying to get people to do was this ethical lifestyle challenge oh yeah um and the idea was that they would record videos or a kind of blog like the, the results of this lifestyle challenge where they were to live 100 percent ethically yeah for a month and it dawned on me after a little while actually well i've not done it you know, I mean, yeah. I, I generally have a personal ethical lifestyle challenge where I do try and live as ethically as possible yeah. all the time. But actually, when you get down to recording it and documenting yeah. it, you do start to highlight your flaws. But it was just the idea of, like, I've been kind of like, how come nobody's doing this? Well, I wasn't doing it. So what could I? So that's so I have now tried to, I've actually recorded it. Now I've done something. So. Does there a point come then where you have to stop telling people what to do? 
because you aren't actually getting around to do it yourself. You know, so you start off saying, uh, you know, pray because it's really important, mm. and but you've got the attitude of, I'm going to work on this myself. But then half a year down the line, you've still not got this sorted. Yeah. Do you then need to review yourself and say, well, actually, maybe I can't talk about this until actually I yeah. sort it out well, myself. it kind of comes back to the point we were talking about earlier on. I think, I feel, I could see how it could go either way, but I think that if it's a gospel truth, if that's not jargon too much, if, if it's a gospel no, I mean, truth, then I think even if we can't attain it, I don't think we can shy away from it. I think we have a responsibility to share that. Even if it's hard, I think we have a responsibility to share it. I suppose it comes back to vulnerability, and it's actually yeah. saying, uh, it's ta- tagging on, saying, this is what you should be doing, but I'm not doing it. Yeah, It's difficult. Why don't we do it together? Yeah. Why don't we f- try and work on this together, find someone to help? Uh, and it's actually using the people and the relationships as you know, God may have intended mm-hmm. to actually work together and you know, journey and, yeah. and get closer to him. I think, the, I think it becomes a major issue if you are saying something like, you know, a particular teaching, oh, yeah, well, if you if you pray like this every day, I've found it wonderful and amazing and it's excellent, when actually, you, ha- you know, yeah, it's not working for you. Or, lie. Yeah, <laughs> I think Yeah, I think that's where it really becomes a major yeah. issue. I do think that we come back to this point of attempting to live it. It's kind of like looking at James with faith in action. Yeah, um, I'll show you is, my faith by what I do. Yeah, and there's bits of that. And then thinking like Philippians 4, just a little bit about... You know, he mentions briefly, like, whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put into practice. Is that kind yeah, of thing almost as like... Everything. It's, it's just the whole thing, yeah. It's, I do think that the action part is important. So I do think, I guess, as we're drawing to a close, my general kind of overriding thought would be, yes, there is levels of hypocrisy that are very bad. Yeah. And we really need to avoid those. There are levels of hypocrisy that probably we shouldn't be too critical or harsh on ourselves. Uh-huh. But... I think that's with the provision that we are always making efforts yeah. to change that and we're always acknowledging inwardly and outwardly that actually I'm not managing to reach yeah. this standard but it is a standard that we should be trying to reach. Yeah, just because we are struggling to reach it doesn't mean we should stop. Yeah. And I think with that attitude then the whole face of it, if everyone took on that attitude, you know, humble themselves before God and mm-hmm. before other people, then you could see church move forward and yeah. immensely. Yeah, I think so. But those are our thoughts. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Why don't you log on to www.centerlight.org, uh, go to the forum and let us know. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. A plan it is indeed. So now it's time for the funny thing of the episode. Woo! Yay, woohoo indeed. And we have some fantastic news to report that, of course, I was completely thrashed in last episode's funny thing, generally because mine wasn't actually funny and yours was. Yeah, I, th- I thought you might even have got a sympathy vote, but um, not even a single. single yeah, okay, one. okay, okay, not even a single one. Anyway, <laughs> it's time to press forward and forget about that. You can have yeah. a little celebra- celebratory woohoo if you want. Okay, well done. Uh, we do have a need to now flip something from the bookshelf of glory oh, yeah. to dis- decide who goes first. Yeah. Um, what have we got over there, Matt? Vase. A vase? Uh, no, probably not. No, but, a good uh, idea. Uh, okay, here we go. What's that? It's uh, sorry you were out. Message from the royal. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what side do you want? Do you want the address side or the where to take it side? Uh, 
I'll go for the address side. Okay, go on then. Okay, so address side up, I'll go first. It is address just side up. up. It is indeed. So, Matt, you get to go first uh, in your quest to defend your funny thing of the yeah. episode. Yeah, um, okay. So, before I was uh, um, worked in international development, a long time before that, I was uh, so I played uh, lead guitar for a living for about five years. So, there was one night we were playing a reasonably big gig in Glasgow, quite a lot of people there. Decided that probably. Just, I'll invite my mum and dad to come along. Mm -hmm. Didn't really do that very often, but I thought, well, they might want to come along. So they, they, they did, they decided to come along. We're on stage, playing away. And then just at the corner of my eye, I, I observe uh, my mother standing at the front of the stage. Not on the stage, but just, just in the front of the crowd, just putting at the front. So we finish a song, being all cool and all, you know, doing all the, the different things on stage that, yeah. that rock stars do. My mum leans forward and says, the camera's not working. <laughs> so I leave Bolsey. Thanks very much, Mum. Um, I'm a little busy just now. <laughs> what was she expecting you to do? Just think, have a look at it? Yeah, I, I think she hoped that I would just maybe just stop for yeah. five minutes and just, you guys just talk about that I'll fix the camera. It was utterly mortifying, and that's that, so that reminded me why I didn't invite my parents along to. Gigs very often. That's got to be the super coolness of super cool having yeah. your mum yeah. come to the front of your um, gig. So, like everything else, brilliant. Um, Did you come next time with your packed lunch? Yeah, well, that's what it was like. It's like, mum, like, you know, I, was, I can't even remember what how I must have been like, I don't know, 27, 28 or something like that. Didn't live at home or anything. You know, it wasn't like 16 yeah. year old first gig ever type down at the village hall. It was like a proper gig. That's cool. It was just utterly mortifying. Okay. So that that that's my. Um, that's a good contender, I think. That, it's a contender. I'm, uh, yeah. You, you're happy with that? You think it's got got a good chance? Uh, I don't think it's up there with last month's. No, but then. But it's uh, in fairness, my, sure. yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Here we go then. My funny thing of this episode. Hit me with it. Uh, I did a Facebook quiz uh, yesterday mm -hmm. uh, about signs that you've been in a brass band too long. And I, I was in a brass band from the age of 11 to the age of 23, 4, something like that. Yeah, 23, must have just before we... Anyway, that's <laughs> the, the reason The reason I'm telling you that is because I was reminded of an incident that was quite funny um, with one of the questions in this Facebook quiz. Okay. Uh, and <clears throat> I won't tell you what it is because I would spoil it, the, the whole story. Anyway... We were in the in the I was in the band. I must have been about fourteen or fifteen. Okay. I was I was cornet player and I was sat on the the back row. So you've got the front row where the solo cornets play, and then behind that you've got like the second corner and third corner parts. I think I was playing second corner at this point. So it's Monday night, full band rehearsal. There must be like thirty band members okay. of you know, and I had all kind of we all my kind of friends of the same age were second third corners and. Okay. Yeah, you know, we always got on quite well. Uh, and then the whole other band room were made up of, you know, a lot of older people. The conductor himself is a, an older guy. He had stopped the piece, we were playing this piece, and he'd stopped it uh, and was just pointing out a couple of things that could be better. And then I, I had was looking at my piece of music and was a little bit curious as what was happening between my part and the third corner that was mm -hmm. next to me. So the band room... The, the, the conductor stopped talking about a thing, and he, as he was about to, you could see him, he was about to say, right, let's go again. And I thought, right, I'll need, I'm going to have to pluck up the courage here, you know, because I'm, 
I'm still quite young, still only yeah. just to start the band and have to plug up the codes to ask. I put my hand up and say, Dad, um, can you... <laughs> <laughs> of course, he wasn't my dad. <laughs> at all. <laughs> and of course, the whole band room just erupted in laughter because I just couldn't call the conductor Dad. It's even funnier than I thought it was because <laughs> I started laughing because I thought the punchline was, he was your dad. Oh, no. <laughs> he wasn't your he dad. He wasn't my dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I call the bandmaster dad for <laughs> the entire, and of course my 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 curiosity on what the part was was completely invalid after that because everyone was busy laughing. Do that for Thank you. Um, so get on the forum, people, and uh, vote for which of those you think is funniest. Um, yeah, uh, Two parental incidents, although your yeah. dad's involved your mum. Yeah. Just calling you some random person. A musical dad. parental theme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. no, Good. Yeah. So uh, get on there and vote. So now we come to the part of the episode where we look at spiritual caffeine. And for those of you who aren't quite aware of what spiritual caffeine is just yet, it's the part of the episode where we give you something that's uh, a bit of a boost for your own spiritual development. So uh, this episode, we're going to look around the idea of daily pages. Yeah, daily pages is a thing that comes kind of slightly stolen the idea from from someone else. <gasps> Thief. Um, Thief. Some friends of mine had, and I, I have to confess, I haven't looked into this totally, but I, I just had a really brief look at it. And the idea was that it's about creativity. Uh, so it's always good. The idea, I think, is that you have daily pages where you have a, a set task each day. Okay. I think it's first thing in the morning. The idea right. is that you would write down just free form stream of consciousness onto paper. Oh, right. Anything that comes into your mind. The idea is just to get you writing. Wow. It's my understanding of that. The point of this isn't to kind of hijack that so much. No. It's more like actually, I was thinking actually, you could do that in a spiritual sense as well. Yeah, I suppose you could. To kind of start your conversation with God or to just kind of break this. So, like, you just, you know, same idea, but free form writing either about what you're feeling. You know, you could make yeah. it limit. You could limit it to spiritual stuff, or you could do it just, just whatever you're thinking. You know, you just kind yeah. of commit it all to God. Yeah. That's a really good idea. You get that uh, thing, don't you? Where like you might write a letter, but yeah. you don't actually send it yeah. away. Yeah. You know, you write a letter and get it off your chest. Yeah. It's obviously a similar kind of idea yeah. where you just want to put everything down on paper about how you're feeling, and you may maybe something that you've had bottled up for ages, and it might just help you to move on if you yeah. write it down uh, the Psalms I think are quite a good example of that mm -hmm. where you know David and others you know are writing all their thoughts and feelings to God I think from a spiritual point of view then that kind of emotion needs to be out yeah for God to actually be able to move you on and to help you deal with situations or if it's on a positive thing you know you've had this idea you know if you get it out there you can maybe mm. see it written down yeah and, so I quite like the idea of just want, just not even thinking about developing anything, but just writing everything down and then maybe going over it later. Yeah. Um, I don't have the details just now, but probably in the interests of uh, copyright, we'll put something on the website with yeah. the actual details of where daily pages yeah. originated from. If you've uh, come across it, is it something that has been done for it's a while? A, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I'm not sure, but I think it's an actual programme, I think it's a recognised okay. And it helps you to be able to be a better creative writer. Yeah, I think so. I think um, probably some that's quite that. good. Anyway, you should just try. Try if you've already done it, then let us know. Yeah, that'd be um, great. Yeah, be interesting to hear. 
Yeah, and fallen materials. Yeah, and if you've got any other kind of ideas for spiritual caffeine, excuse me, spiritual caffeine, uh, then put them on the forum as well. Yeah, cool. So will we move on to ideas, ideas for church? Yes, might as well. Seems like a good thing to yeah. do. Well, I think it's secret angels. Yeah. Um, now, you may have come across secret angels before, but probably heard it called secret angels. Um, <laughs> and it's something that we used to do at camps all the time, where between kids and leaders, where you'd write names on a bit of paper, and then, you know, someone would pick a name, and it would be a secret thing. So you've I've chosen Matt, for example, hmm. uh, and Matt doesn't know that I've got his name, and I have to do nice things for Matt over the next week, like buy him sweets or pray for him and things like that I'm looking forward to it this is great I like yeah. it good but uh, I think what we're talking about here is maybe do this on a, a church scale obviously hence why it's an idea yeah. for church but not internally so don't do it for other members of the church do it for people outside the church yeah. is that right? yeah that's that, that's what I think I think because the, the churches can be insular and it's not to say that it's not nice to do things secretly for people within the yeah. church but I just certainly I, I just like the idea more of of going out and doing it for people in society in the church and in society type things I just thought it had more no, impact so it would be a case of getting a list of names of people in the kind of area yeah well, and then giving one of these names to each person in the congregation well you could do that with that that, that could work it depends on the size of your community and yeah. whether that information is available what I think might work better um, also is just, just random acts of kindness Ah, I like um, what you've done there. So you just basically go out and, uh, and you know, like literally if you happen to be next to someone in the bus stop, um, you know, do something for them, buy the bus ticket or, you know, if there's a, a, a homeless person in the street, then buy them lunch, take, you know, yeah. take them to the barber shop, I don't know. Because <laughs> they, they they're, they're probably sitting there desperate to go to the barber shop. I mean, it's, it's probably their ambition. Like, yeah, God. Nothing to do with like house or any of that kind of stuff. But yeah, just, you know... <laughs> And it probably works better in a more. I think anyway. Just I like. I love the idea of just the secretness of that, and that it, it just that, do it on inspiration spur of the moment. Just act. It's completely biblical else. as well. Yeah. You know, do these good things in private, and don't go trumpeting yeah. them on you know in the hills. I'm fairly sure that's not the quote that Jesus came yeah. up with, but it's in the gospel there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you know about you will receive your reward in heaven. Don't yeah. try and look for a reward on earth. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Um. Yeah, but The Random Acts of Kindness is actually a book by Danny Wallace. Oh. You can go and buy it, and it's got some really good suggestions in for things like that. So, that is this episode. It is this episode. So, it's time to say goodbye. Fleet. Oh, please. Beg. Encourage to get you on the phone. Yay! And it'd be great if you guys could contribute because uh, that's one of the whole purposes is to try and build a, a resource online. Um, and then with your permission, we can discuss on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So visit www.centerlight.org and get typing. And reading. Yeah. And watching. Why would you just watch? That's a bit stupid. Yeah. You could have what, like some kind of event where you just get together and one person types and reads and other people watch. Yeah, you could do some that. Some form of digital voyeurism. Sounds like a good one.